What is going on, everybody? This is Kev the Coach. Thanks for tuning in to Kev the Coach Experience. I coach driven nice guys through breakups to help you rebound your life by discovering your truths and your purpose, build confidence in your mission, and understand women and relationships. You are in the right place if you enjoy self-help or drastic improvement in your personal relationships and professional life, and I'm happy to have you here. If you haven't already, please be sure to follow, subscribe. You know, I'm, If you're listening on Spotify, guys, I need the the rating. I need the reviews. Um, I, I need the support because I don't think they really push your podcast unless people are reviewing. So if you love me, that would just mean the world to me. Even send me a, a screenshot if you do it, and I'll uh, maybe throw you a little shout out on the page or something. That'd be kind of cool. So appreciate you guys and just share the love. You know, this is about helping everyone else. You know, be better. You know, because that'll raise your level as well. And that's what we want in this podcast, right? All right. Before we get into it, we got a few housekeeping kind of update stuff. Um, I know the podcasting has taken a dip lately. I'm not going anywhere, just exploring kind of other art forms like writing. So um, if you like writing and you like my my posts, my, my writing style, if you see me on Instagram, you can subscribe to my email newsletter, go to my link tree, should be in the episode details, or if you're on Instagram, go to there. Um, you can subscribe directly from that link. Um, I am running a discount on my coaching services, so I would love to work with more of you. Uh, if you want to just get a conversation going, let me know kind of what you're trying to work on in 2022, you know, what, what you're struggling with, and I'm sure I can help you out. And if I can't, I'll point you in the right direction. Uh, we are we do have the video on Spotify. Of course, we're on YouTube, uh, but if you like podcasting, um, and you just want to watch the episode, you can watch. It should be for most episodes. Some of the interviews, we're trying to work that out, see what the deal is there. Uh, but most interviews and stuff will be on there. Um, you can also answer questions. You can answer questions and also ask questions in the episode details um, to kind of, you know, talk to me a little bit, interact with me. And let me know what you guys want to hear. If there are any improvements, suggestions, anything you have for the podcast that you hear, you're like, eh, this could use some improvement. Maybe a guest you want on, something cool like that. Send me a message. I'd love to get you guys involved. But lastly, to get into our guest today, we have Matthew Belair joining me today. Matt has studied human potential his entire life. He has dedicated himself to uncovering, expanding the limits of human potential and consciousness He's an accomplished athlete, sought-after high-performance coach, host of the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show, which is actually rated number one on iTunes in over 10 countries, and he's a best-selling author, helping people live lives of passion, purpose, fulfillment, and success. So, and I actually met him through our Born to Lead group, Um, so I kind of met him, kind of friends now. Um, I had a really good time talking with him, Um, you know, just as kind of like a forewarning, you know, today's content is definitely triggering um it'll be triggering pretty much for anyone um it's obviously you read the um the title you've gotten this far thank you for listening um it's definitely on on bagging you know a lot of stuff going on in the world so um you know if you you know if you if you've not ever heard of what's going on you've no idea um, and this will be a lot for you so maybe just take a deep breath Let me take a few of those, get yourself centered. Um, and I promise you, you may be wondering, like, why am I doing content like this? Why am I doing interviews? Why am I doing that? Um, you know, my guys, my purpose in the business and as a coach um, in this world is to, you know, basically, you know, help men, 
you know, access their masculinity, you know, um, become higher men, more high conscious beings, superior men, right? This, that's my program, the superior men. So um, there's all a connection to this. And we talk about this stuff. We want you to know about it because it's going to eventually help you be a better leader. Um, understand, when you understand the world, you know, that's when you can really, you know, stretch yourself, <laughs> strut what you know and uh, become an asset um, in society. So without further ado, that is what we're doing today. We're talking with Matthew Belair. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Would love to hear from you and any feedback you have. So I love y'all. Talk to you soon. All right. Welcome to the podcast, Matthew Belair. Um, another connection that I've met through Born to Lead. So, um, you know, so grateful to have him on and um, real quickly, how are you, Matthew? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Of course, of course, man. And uh, from my perspective, people don't know Matthew Belair. Um, he's been tackling um, the re- most recently the sort of the, the freedom and, and the rights going on in the world right now. If you're not a spiritual person, you'll probably be missing on a lot of this stuff. It'll, it'll seem a little strange. Um, and also, if you're very um, on the other side of things, kind of take this moment to take a deep breath and there might be some triggering information we're throwing at you. But um, as you know, I love you <laughs> and we're trying to spread truth and light. I know Matthew, I, I, I kind of got that from your podcast too, because I know you always have to take a deep breath and it's uh, a beautiful thing to kind of get people in a, in the right sense of mind um, to sort of look at this information, not get too overwhelmed, realize there's truth, but we can still have peace in our lives. But with that, um, so people know a little bit about you, uh, Matthew, but to kick off this podcast, they've got my perspective. Tell the people who you are, kind of like what's led you to this moment. Because I've told them, like, you know, Matthew's sort of this, this leader of like this, this freedom movement here in Canada, um, a lot of things going on. Just kind of give people like your, your bio, your highlights of like what's led you to this moment, what made you Matthew Biller, and how you're kind of being a leader of this movement. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks again for having me on the show. And yeah, the right now it's so divided, right? And and it's a it's a challenging time. So for me, I enjoyed martial arts as a kid, and and that uh, study and practice was about the development of mind, body, and spirit. So I was really curious about that at, at a young age, and I was also very curious about enlightenment, God, creation, and spirituality, and all those different ideas. And so in my teenage years, I started to read books on consciousness, meditation, Zen, Buddhism, astral projection, lucid dreaming, um, all these different things. I was so interested in because I wanted to see what I was capable of. And I was curious what humans were capable of. Um, while at the same time, uh, I only had two channels growing up and one, one channel would always show world vision, people starving to death. And it didn't make any sense to me. You know, where I grew up in Canada is very nice middle-class neighborhood, no real worries. And, uh, you know, not very many homeless. I never really saw any homeless people. So I was like, what's going on here? Like these people are starving to death. So that didn't make any sense. And so I started to look into that when I was probably in my late teens. And I started to look at some of these structures and these systems. And I started to learn about international banking and wars and how wars were created. And also at the same time, I was looking at, um, you know, how mindset works. So I was looking at hypnosis and propaganda and marketing and brainwash and persuasion and all these different things, because I wanted to learn how to encode my subconscious. They talked about, you know, you can um, change the way you believe you, you can uh, focus on different things. You can remove limiting beliefs. I'm like, what the hell are limiting beliefs? Um, so I was looking at all this stuff from kind of a peak performance standpoint, because I was still doing martial arts. I was skateboarding. I was snowboarding. I was doing all these different types of things. Um, and then I'm realizing as I'm looking at this other side of the coin, trying to figure out why do all these atrocities happen? It doesn't make any sense because I feel like most people are good, moral, just, and ethical people. So how do we have these m- massive, large problems? How do we have these wars where people are, are you know, killing each other en masse? And so that was kind of just my very, my curiosity. 
So I ended up going to Whistler because um, I wanted to snowboard and I kept, uh, you know, studying and doing different things. I started to uh, teach on peak performance and became an international snowboard coach doing that, but still looking up anything to do with peak performance, mindset, spirituality, consciousness, enlightenment. And then I did a big travel when that was all done. So I'd ended up training, uh, you know, quite a few pro athletes and, and doing a few things here and there, but I wanted to immerse myself with the best. So, you know, I wanted to be enlightened. So I figure I'll go hang out with Tibetan monks. Um, so I tried that and trekked Mount Everest and survived a near death experience. I trained professional MMA in China. And then I went to train with 34th generation Shaolin masters. And so, you know, those experiences were really uh, profound for me. And then, you know, the next probably 10 years, I spent traveling the world to over 25 different countries. And somewhere in there, I started the podcast and I'm over 500 episodes, just trying to push the limits of what's the truth. Um, how do we, you know, why aren't we moving towards a society that's like Atlantis or, or that's peaceful? How are we, how do we not, how have we not achieved basic peace? And in doing so, I uncovered a lot of things where even now during this time, like it, the truth is just what the truth is. And I'm not going to claim to know anything. Um, I follow what I refer to as the formula for truth, where I just listen to somebody complete me uh, completely. You have your point of view. I have my point of view. And uh, let's say it's like a X and Y axis. Well, if you're like, oh, well, this is wrong. Let's just say, um, you know, flat earth and round earth, right? Or COVID is a scam and COVID is the most deadly thing ever. So someone says COVID is, uh, you know, a scam and everyone's like, oh, no, 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 it's not. And they just shut off 45 degrees of information, um, all that information that person might have. And so when you open up to that, maybe at like 98 degrees, you're going to find some truth. And when you do that with every single person you meet, you're receiving so much more information. And what most people do is they defend their point of view. And that's how I know that I'm a little bit more, um, might be a little bit more on the, uh, on a truthful track because I listen to comp people completely. And when they don't have any good evidence, when they say, Oh, I don't know why I know this. And then someone else can say, this is why I know it. And I can go check it and I can um, do my own due diligence and it, and it matches up. Then I know I'm closer to the truth. And so that's, you know, I think a really important thing for people to understand. And one thing you learn about in manipulation and, and brainwash and um, psychological operations is that you need to, it's kind of like you've given your mind over to an expert or to another person. You stop critically thinking for yourself. And there's a great documentary called uh, Century of Self by Edward about Edward Bernays. And it shows a history of, of psychological ma manipulation from the governments and all these different things. And it does exist. It is a real thing. It's not my opinion. It actually exists. And so those pursuits kind of all lined up with this uh, you know, pandemic that we're in. And I just did a lot of research and I knew a lot of things from before. And within a short time, I'm able to read their documents about their plans, about what they're doing in their own words. It's not my opinion. It's coming from these um, agencies, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, um, you know, these members of it, you know, these war games that they play that are that are publicly documented. So it's not hidden. It's just that people are stuck in their own uh, miniature world and neuro-linguistic programming. They call it the mental map, their own existence. And so they don't have room for that. You know what I mean? They don't have the time. And so mm. they're going to let the outer world do the thinking for them and just kind of go along. So that's a massive rant. I could kind of go on further, but I'll, you know, I'll just leave it with that. Mm, well, you, you did cap off with like a kind of a, a mind blower, which would otherwise just be like a limited mindset, like, you know, in, in really short words, this, but it goes scientific, which I love how you just painted it out because there's so many people who, you know, I mean, they, they just get stuck in a way of living. And obviously it, it works against you in many ways when you live that way, because as you said, you, you really, it's very difficult to grow as a person. Um, and mature in a lot of different areas if you're like 
kind of stuck in that mind frame. Um, but anyways, you know, you mentioned, yeah, like you said, you kind of went through the beginning and I'm kind of fascinated that like you said from a young age, you were like really into like spirituality and like exploring the mind. Like, was there anything like how, how young are we talking? And then also like, how did that like become so interesting to you? I, I just feel like most kids, right. We're just like, yeah, yeah you know, you know, you know, care so much until, until it hits in the face, you have a, a red pill moment per se, as you call it. Um, yeah. But tell me how you got like maybe interested in it. And yeah. Yeah. You know, it was interesting for me because I never realized this until probably a couple of hundred episodes into my podcast, but everybody kept talking about this awakening moment where I never had that. Uh, I just was just very curious about these things. And I was just curious about God, the nature of existence, the meaning of life. That's it. And I was curious about a reality and, and, I, and some of the things that were happening didn't make any sense. And so it was those curiosities that helped me uncover some stones and realize like, holy smokes, like this reality that they're suggesting to to us just like in the matrix movie is not what we're being told it is something else that are masking it because there's harm being um done here and and how do they do that right and so when i'm learning these different techniques um about you know the side of it about how do i create my own life how do i build my dream life how do i you know uh, do all the things that I could imagine to live a, a beautiful life. You know what I mean? And design that right law of attraction or whatever the case is, you know, gone down all those rabbit holes to manifest and things like that. And so, you know, that's great if you're in freedom, but at the same time, and I'd ask this to a lot of my guests, well, does this apply if you are in or being harmed? Does this apply if you're in a country that's communist and you don't have uh, the, you know, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I saw this meme the other day. It says, you know, you can be a communist in a free country, but try being a free person in a communist country. And when you look at the Bolshevik revolution, I was in Cambodia, um, you know, in 1990, and I was, you know, doing a little bit of research and had a few guides explaining what happened in 1990, that they were, they, they divided and conquered that country. Then they were throwing their own family members, friends, cousins on trees and chopping their head off with a machete. Rwanda in 1990 or whenever that was, um, you know, the way that they did that was they gave one side, one, the one tribe radios and they started spewing propaganda over months and months, dehumanizing the other side, then dropped in the machetes. They went over and massacred another set of people. So is this, the virus was propaganda, right? And so we're not naturally made like that. We need to be taught. We need to be manipulated. We need to be controlled to go harm someone else. And so um, that just seemed, that's just the reality. Cause it, again, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, why anyone would do that but then you look and you say oh it can be manufactured and so you know it's kind of like this um interesting dichotomy because if you're free like i've even been noticing this uh you know because i have a lot of friends in the states uh, friends in uh florida texas mexico costa rica and they basically have not experienced any of this in canada we have been getting smoked this whole time lockdowns the whole time tons of people losing their jobs um if you are not jabbed and uh you know then you can't participate in society you can't do hockey you can't do sports you can't do anything with your children um unless you take this but this goes against the charter of rights and freedom uh, it goes against every it goes against the Nuremberg code it goes against all of that stuff and the people advocating for it I'll just say this they don't know how the PCR test works they've done zero research on the pharmaceuticals not one of them has read the animal trials not one of them has looked at the money trail and so when I am talking to people about this the most educated people are the ones that are um, not wanting to go along because they've seen enough evidence from their own research that they can verify and then when we open up the conversation to the other side oh tell me tell me why 
Tell, tell me why. I'm open to it. Tell me why. When your answer is total nonsense propaganda and you don't know what you're standing on, you don't know the truth you're standing on, you're, you're regurgitating something from TV that has no substance, well, then um, you're, you're, you don't have as much weight. Right. And that's why there's been no public debate. And, you know, even with the media, this is something I learned a long time ago in the United States. You know, all your media is run by six companies, which basically goes up to BlackRock in Canada. Uh, our media is run by one company. So the biggest lobbyers in uh, parliament are pharmaceuticals. The number one advertisers on TV are pharmaceuticals. Um, and so when you start to look at just follow the money, any good journalist will tell you that all day, every day, something starts to not add up. And then you begin to question this because when your rights are taken away and you can't move around freely if you look at the Bolshevik uh, revolution and other times that this has happened in history people really seriously got harmed and so it's important for people to know the truth to stand up for the truth because once you start getting harmed and it, and something bad starts happening to you and you are less free then you start to wake up but it seems to be only at that point where everyone's very tolerant well they have freedom they have food on the table they they have total freedom but you know when that starts to get taken away they're like oh something's a little fishy here so uh, there's a lot of things we could go down that rabbit hole but the the whole point of what I was doing and what I continue to do is how do we make a better world? How do we have a, you know, a peace and power and connection with God, the creator within ourselves to live a beautiful power, uh, powerful life that contributes to humanity. Um, but it's real challenging to do when you're being actively oppressed. And so you don't have that freedom. That's why they call it the American dream, right? The life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness is a beautiful thing. Not, I've been to countries. They don't all get that. It's a different mindset. It's much more challenging to do that. And uh, they don't have the same opportunities. That's why people go to these quote unquote free countries. And that's why people who have experienced freedom can't think that communism or harm would happen because they've never experienced it. But anybody that's gone through something like this or has lived through it, they know exactly what's going on because they've been there before. Yeah, and that, that is the funny thing. Like, yeah, I really wouldn't know anything about it if you hadn't had a family who lived, you're an immigrant and you have family members who like, we've really experienced communism. Um, but I did, I was kind of laughing because, you know, The Matrix just came out and, you know, I'm watching and I'm like, you know, this, I mean, I've known this for a little bit now, but I'm like, man, this is trippy because this is, you know, a lot of people just watch it and it's just this movie. <laughs> but I'm watching it and I'm like, I'm like, man, this you know, this is straight up how I feel about my awakening and the world and especially how I see it right now. Um, and it's, it is a little bit of a bummer to look around and see people who like don't see it that way as well. Um, and I find it interesting, Matthew, that you didn't, you didn't really have like, a, I guess, like an awakening moment. You were kind of like, you're almost like Morpheus where like you, you kind of came into it and your job was to recruit and elevate consciousness. And I guess that brings me to kind of my next point is like, is that kind of the the best way, Matthew, is, is elevating consciousness? Because it seems like when we just talk at each other and we, we, we try to, you know, I mean, obviously, if you have that, ever had clients or anyone in your life where you're, we've all had interesting conversations with family members and friends this time of year. And um, it seems like talking at each other, it's, it's quite impossible to, you know, I mean, you can make someone feel wrong, but you won't change their opinion, you know, because people are very stubborn and, and they don't want to be pushed to that breaking point. Uh, so for you, and I guess this is kind of my view is, you know, I've become very conscious this year. And I think that's what has allowed me to feel better about my life, understand truths about society, the world, um, like myself, you know, understand myself better. So do you think that's like one of our keys here is just elevating the collective consciousness of everyone so they can recognize these truths for themselves and realize what's where the manipulations happen because i don't think personally 
like manipulation and stuff can happen as easily if you are so aware, right, that you can feel the slightest bit of evil, just the slightest bit of it, you know, it happening, right? So I, I want to get your kind of your opinion on that in terms of consciousness and how we can elevate it. Um, and if you think that is the number one thing we can do. Yeah, that's a really great question. Well, there's a distinction there because I think that, you know, in this process, the most important thing you can do is evolve yourself. Um, you can't evolve anyone else. You can't save anyone else. Um, you can't do anything for the quote unquote collection. That's, that's to me uh, up to God or the creator, whatever that is for you, this bigger picture, you know, it kind of must happen. It's, it feels like a soul evolution. So when people go through an awakening process, which I've observed a lot, especially in the last uh, year, it's like, okay, something's off. Then they start to look into something, you know, that something's off and they start to check things. And what happens is what they thought was true is not true. So one thing with, um, you know, one of the things I get a lot is like, how would all these doctors and nurses be in on it? Well, you got to go all the way back to germ theory versus terrain theory, right? And then you look at um, Rockefeller and the uh, Flexner report in 1910 that made anything homeopathic or allopathic quackery. And that gave rise to a trillion dollar pharmaceutical company that could, uh, companies that could influence schools and universities and they're the ones that are getting funded so from that influence these doctors and nurses which i know a bunch i know one doctor that gave up his medical license i know a buddy of mine who you know actually ended up taking the the needle and now regrets it because he started to see all this other information he was kind of open to it and he has to reassess everything because his education wasn't what he thought it was right so he's still a good person and all the people that i know are doctors and, and nurses are good people they might not have gotten the full side of the story though there was more information uh that that wasn't shared that they couldn't have a full view right so that's you know really important to understand is that you know we only have our own journey so when we're speaking to someone else understand you can't wake them up but you can treat them with kindness and compassion right and seek understanding so again the formula for truth is to seek understanding see what their point of view is and if they have you know if it's valid it's going to come back as valid and truthful and you honor that but if it's it doesn't have any substance to it you're going to also feel that too right and that's why again there's no public debates on any of this stuff because one really relies on um, propaganda and manipulation and the other one has substance and evidence and facts that are very clear when you compare them side by side um, and then even at that point you go okay that's just a data point because information evolves you you get another tomorrow a brand new piece of information that shatters everything else and when your goal is the truth it's not to be right it's to get closer to the truth you're going to honor the higher um degree of information you know what that is by by being open to it so the most important thing we can do is just evolve ourselves is to understand ourselves is to create a connection with god the creator or spirit nature you know i tra trained um, or mentored with uh, several different indigenous elders they referred to it as the creator but they also talked about they said you know all my relations which included all the animals the trees the birds the rocks every single thing in existence how do we live in harmony with that and i think you know after doing so many podcasts there's a distinction between what i'd refer to as an awakened person not to be confused with woke ideology that is uh, very different um, an awakened person goes from um you know the first thing is they take responsibility for everything in their life every single thing they take responsibility for the good the bad and the ugly and the reason why is if they can do that then they can respond to what's happening they get out of victim mode they become their own saviors which i think is important and then the second thing is they go from what can i get to what can i give so most people are in the operational system of what can i get how do i get more how do i get more materialism and this you know with what's going on right now it really does feel like if you look at any of the spiritual teachings from vedas and all these different um, teachers they say you need to let go of the material world 
yes, we live in a material world. We need money. We need all these things to operate, but are you willing to sell your soul for it? Or do you put that first? Do you put your soul, who you are, uh, who's authentically you, what you want to learn and create here? Do you put that first and figure out how to um, get the material behind it? Or do you put materialism first and put your soul and who you are second? And when you do that, you're willing to compromise your soul. You're willing, you know, when the, when the natives would talk about all their relations, well, does your job that creates money, does it harm, uh, you know, the birds or the animals? Does it uh, harm other people? Does it contribute anything to your community? And when they all come up, no, well, then you're just, uh, you know, uh, trying to create or, or acquire mammon. And so in the Bible, it'll say, um, you know, you can't worship two masters. You can't worship the creator, God, and mammon, money, or materialism. And, it's, and it talks about that in many other religions as well. And this last year, I did a a law summit because a lot of people were losing, uh, you know, their jobs and a, and a lot of this straight up illegal unlawful stuff was done. So I interviewed over 30 experts along with my friend Beth Martins to try to figure out some solutions here. And it was interesting because it was a very spiritual endeavor. And, um, you know, they, these experts would say the 1611 King James Bible is the contract on the planet, not to say anything about any other religions or not even to make it religious. They say that book is the contract. And the reason why you can bring that into court is because this, the queen swears her oath on that book. So when you go into court and they're trying to do all these different things to you and you bring up the 1611 King James Bible, which has different writing, because this whole thing is coded and it's uh, it gets really dark really fast if I go down the dark rabbit hole, but it all um, requires deception and deceit. You know, if you look into the birth certificate and, and what that is and understanding all these different things, all these law experts, 30 from around the world, all knew what was going on in the world. They all knew the deception because that's how this operates because we need to consent to it. So the wonderful thing about, let's say the, the Bible's a contract what it's saying is that you were created by something whatever that higher power god or universe that's up to you to decide whatever that is but you were created when you go to sleep you're still breathing right what created all this so the idea is that there's a creator and the creator created man and woman and um you know god the creator and this is in the bible gave dominion to land air and water to man man created the government to administer the property public servants now what the publics or servants are doing is they're trying to usurp God and tell us what we can and can't do. So if you go into acts and statutes and codes and mandates and you understand that deception, um, none of them apply to a man or a woman. They apply to a person, a citizen, a resident, and all of those are fictions. And I don't know if that's confusing for people, but basically it's not a man or a woman under God. It's like saying, how do we tax a beaver? How do we tax an eagle? It's all this fictitious matrix that they overlaid actual reality. Um, you know, even one of the more basic examples is when they put the border between Canada and the US, the Native Americans used to travel that way, then all of a sudden there's a person in a costume telling them that they need a piece of paper to travel on land. That's the lunacy and ludicrousness that we're dealing with, but we've been conditioned to think that this is normal, that this is acceptable, that this is necessary, and this mass awakening process is going to give us that understanding that we have our rights inherent from the creator, that no man or woman can tell us what to, they can and can't do because otherwise we'd be their property. And we are not their property unless we consent to it. And we are consenting through it because we're being deceived to consent into it. So if you like one example is if you go into court and you don't say, I, re I retain my rights and I'm waiving none, they assume and presume you are their property and can administer to you however they wish. 
And so you have all these different deceptions that are so important for people to understand because uh, when we do, that's how we take our power back. And we have to do that as individuals first. Who are we under the creator God or the universe and however you understand that, um, knowing who you are and um, then finding your power within that that center of knowing who you are. And that's how you help your community because the awakening process, that's a higher thing. Uh, you have to save yourself. You you can't, you know, force it down people's mm-hmm. throat. And if they have the op- opposite opinion, love and compassion to the best of your ability. And uh, that's it. You know what I mean? And you go about your way. It's just like I one last example I'll give is if everybody in the planet's 500 pounds and overweight and has diabetes and is, you know, very unhealthy, the best thing that you do is you get in shape and you are the actual example of what fitness looks like, then more people will see that example. It'll resonate through mirror neurons and all kinds of fun stuff. And then a lot of people will come for you uh, because you're displaying that example. So that's how we need to evolve spiritually, mentally, and emotionally. We need to be the grownups here. Mm, you mentioned uh, <laughs> a lot of good meat in there um, and some a lot of very high level stuff. So people listening, like, you know, obviously um, we'll put some links um, below and I'll ask Matthew for some links and you'll get his links. And um, for people who have been following this kind of material for a long time versus people who are like, this is crazy. Like, hang in there. That's like beginner level, man. Holy smokes. <laughs> it goes, it gets so, it goes so nuts. Like it's, it's truly unbelievable. It really is. Like I remember each time, like I worked on uh, human trafficking, you know, like I wanted to bring out, like I found out about human trafficking it was an awful thing. And I was like, at the first, I was like, there's no way it's this bad. There's no way that the human trafficking numbers are what they are. There's no way the kids are being sacrificed. It can't happen. And it took me like a six month process of going through and researching and realizing, holy shit, this is actually legit. This is happening. It's been happening for a long time. So it must be organized. It's so dark and it's so heavy and it's so disgusting and it's so mind blowing, but it is what it is and how evil, you know, there's a, a, a guy, Alex Sicariso is on my podcast and he wrote a book called why evil matters how science and religion flubbed a big one and the whole premise is that when good people are are just shying away from the evil that's happening that's one of the main uh things necessary for evil to persist, right? If you're going down the street and some man is just beating the absolute piss out of, I don't know, like a 12 year old girl and you go, oh, no, I'm not going to look that, you know, or uh, there's like 50 people there and all of them run over and say, yo, what are you doing? Stop doing that. Then the evil, the harm is stopped and th- they count on it. And it's so out in the open. And now we, we know this from the Maxwell trial, but I knew that from, uh, you know, years ago years ago. And I was like, it can't be this bad. It's this cognitive dissonance that you don't want it to be real, but we need to face it as a society and, and individuals to kind of alchemize that horror and then say, okay, this is, you know, cause it's going in, it's into the schools now. All this legislation, I did a lot of research on schools. It's in schools now, what they're doing to kids. There's a, you know, all the law uh, experts said, don't put your kid in public education or they're going to come back, you know, with basically the brainwashing that they want to give. Public education is absolutely horrible. And, uh, you know, this is what I learned from peak performance, mindset, spirituality, enlightenment, you know, all these neuro-linguistic programming, all these amazing tools to empower an individual. What school does is the complete opposite. It's a Prussian uh, system of, of basically obedience training. And that's why you sit at your desk eight mm. hours a day. Then you get you, your condition to do a job. You sit at that, your condition not to question back, right? To obey authority. That's what it is. And so these are massive opportunities for all of us to um, 
understand, we understand what the issue is, then we go full tilt into the solution. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's just understanding this is an issue. Now, what's that solution? And then we dedicate our lives to the solutions because you don't want to stay in the challenge because it's so dark and it's so heavy. But it's like, okay, that's legit. So if human trafficking is happening and these are the numbers of people, what do I do to um, empower my daughter to be uh, smart, educated, powerful, uh, responsible, clear-minded? Right. And then I educate um, her and then maybe, you know, all these other women through some sort of program and, and teach them about these things. So they're not deceived. And with this mental warfare, like if you don't think it works, it works like magic and they have it down to a science. If I say, don't imagine the American flag on fly on fire or, or don't imagine a purple pig, um, your mind has to do that to make sense. And that's how they control all these different narratives in a very, very powerful way. But you can use those uh, for positive gain too. And that's what we have this massive opportunity to do is look at these issues we say okay this is the issue now i'm going to fully commit to the solution and that's what we do as individuals and we'll end up doing it as collectives but um it is it's the ignoring of the issue pretending it doesn't exist um that's going to end up causing you harm just like if your your house you know if you, you burn the stove and you hear the fire alarm go and you don't do anything and you wait and wait and then all of a sudden your house is on flames it's your fault you had a signal right so we're all getting a massive signal right now saying something's off we need to redirect this and this is the beautiful opportunity we all have yeah, it's certainly a moment in time um, where so much is coming to, to light. Um, it, just, it just seems like it, it's a, an onslaught of, of, of constant like things we're, we're finding out. Um, Epstein's Island obviously is, is in the media and uh, we're at least, no, it's not in the media. It's very much not in the limelight. And uh, um, that's just another situation where it's like, you know, I put out a tweet and I was like, if you can believe, because a lot of a lot of people would actually are actually coming to see that as a truth. Like, I mean, because it's in the in the courts, it's actually like it's it's making headway, <laughs> like legitimately. Um, and you know, a lot of people are like reposting it, and I'm like, wow, this is like interesting because this years ago this was a conspiracy theory, a very big conspiracy. This was like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Um, and I think this year we've rapidly seen. A lot of what we're calling conspiracy theories turning into truths, but I mean, only people who are really awakened are, are noticing that. Um, a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, it's happening and it's true now. Um, and it's crazy, but you mentioned a really important thing. And I actually learned this from, from Jordan Peterson. Originally, I read Jordan Peterson's 12 Rules of Life um, a while back. And, and he was talking about, um, I forget what the rule is called. Of course, I forget. Um, but he's basically like, take care of your own home, you know, before you go out and try to fix the world. And that sounds like that's kind of the message you're putting out because so many people, you know, there's like the kind of, the, I think one of the, the examples he gives in the book is people who have dogs or, or maybe they're taking care of elderly people and they would do so much more to take care of their dog than they would themselves. And it's like a great example of like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I mean, like if you die, there's no one to take care of the dogs or, you know, it's like, you got to take care of yourself. So I think that's a big thing. Um, but I wanted to dumb this down, Matthew, like, and really kind of attack um this this just very like minimally of like what's going on with COVID and the vaccines right like let's kind of knock out some of the the main points for some of my audience so they can kind of see like wow he's bringing up a lot of high level stuff and um which I'm excited for them to to dive into and, and have their own opinion on um but let's look at like you know obviously intuitively right now we're seeing rapid confusion in terms of like okay well I had the vaccine but now everyone's getting the virus so what, what's going on there and and so we're seeing a lot of these things that, you know, the goalpost has moved a lot. You know, at first it was like you get the vaccine, or at least the idea of the theory was you get the vaccine, you're good, you know, you won't get the virus. 
you know, it seems like the goalpost has moved and now the vaccine really isn't as much of a vaccine by theory as much as it is a experimental supplement, you know, in some cases. So I guess give us some of the truths that, <clears throat> I mean, most people have seen, but kind of hit it, hit it home a little bit. Obviously there's the, um, you know, people who have the virus are, are spreading it um, and, and that, that are vaccinated and boosted 10 times, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so give us some of these truths that knock out a lot of the common arguments or common theories that I guess will help someone in my audience be like, okay, he's, he's, he's really knocking down some walls here. <laughs> Sure. Well, the first thing I'll say for the skeptics is I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Um, but when uh, COVID happened, I interviewed probably 100 doctors last year. Uh, and that's where I learned about germ theory versus terrain theory. I learned about uh, Rockefeller medicine. I learned about the Flexner report. I learned about um, all the history of vaccines and things like that. And it was a lot of research. So the first thing that I'll say is you have to take responsibility for your own education. Don't believe me, you know, believe the complete opposite. But how do you find this information um, and go out? You have to actually want to know. And every time since the beginning of this, since the very beginning, uh, my friends knew me, you know, all the, my childhood friends, they know me, they know I've been to almost, you know, 30 countries. They know I interview, I try to find the smartest people I can interview, listen to them fully to, to gain knowledge. Not one of them would have a conversation with me. And whenever I would have a conversation with someone from the beginning of this uh, to the end, which I figured out within two weeks because of the past research. And then also, you know, spending, I probably spent like 80 hours, two weeks in a row, just over. So I knew, you know what I mean? So I really knew. And I was like, you know what? Okay. This is making a lot more sense. And I'm able to connect the dots. So I took my own responsibility, the accountability within myself to understand what I was talking about, why I believed it. And at the very same time, if you offer me a piece of information that trumps everything that I just learned, and it makes so much more sense, I will honor that. And I'll say, my goal is the truth. I, I don't know about right or wrong because information involves my goal is the truth. Um, and so, you know, that said, everyone that I opened up to and had these conversations, I could, I could share them. Um, okay. So, you know, the virus hasn't been isolated. Well, what's that mean is that they haven't, you know, uh, actually isolated a virus because then we're going back to germ theory versus terrain theory versus virology. And you look at those uh, points of view, you look at the PCR test, which from the beginning, the inventor of the PCR test, his name is Kerry Mullis. Uh, he won a Nobel prize for this. He has clips of him calling uh, Fauci an idiot. Cause he said, Fauci doesn't know anything about medicine. And he goes, the PCR test doesn't diagnose disease. All it does is amplify um, genetic material. It doesn't diagnose what the cause is. So there's been several countries where it went to a court case where the PCR test was ruled invalid. It's like, um, you know, oh, do I have COVID? Well, okay, go outside, run around a tree 10 times. If you look up and you see a bird in the sky, you have COVID. That's about how valid that test is. You know, it's the same thing. But if you don't know that, th this isn't my opinion. Right. So what my friends would say to me is they go, I'm not a scientist. I was like, well, I'm not a scientist either, but I can still look at two points of view fully, or I can just put myself to the news. But when you look at the news, they don't understand because I knew about from MK ultra manipulation and brainwash and all these different things. Um, you know, it's so sophisticated, but I know the news isn't designed to tell me the truth. The news is designed to persuade me to accept the reality that they're going to shove down my throat. Right. And so when I go to things like the world economic forum, um, you know, the World Health Organization, main funders being Gates um, and China and things like that, who have a financial interest in the vaccines. You know, you can look at Bill Gates and his history. He has clips of him saying, if we get the vaccines right, then we'll uh, lessen the population. Why would you say that? You know what I mean? We have presentations and full documentaries from 1990, the 80s, and other ones talking about the dangers of what's going on in vaccines. And you look at how they present. And then you start to do some research on what they're sharing and you can go ahead and verify it yourself, but that takes time. 
that takes effort and that takes a willingness and a genuine desire to want to know the truth, not to just be told what you want to hear. Because if you go down these rabbit holes and you find like the money trail or whatever the case is, um, it it becomes self-evident. It's so, so, you know, Pfizer has been sued for, you know, ungodly amounts of money. These things are not approved, right? A lot of people I talk to, they say, oh, no, no, these are approved. No, no, there's a big difference. They're approved under emergency use authorization. They are not approved. They are not safety tested. Did you mm. read any of the animal trials? Nobody who's advocating for this has. I did. Do I understand them fully? No, but I also have a group of doctors that I, I talk to and I'm in a group say, can you, can you explain this to me in the best way I know how? But the bottom line is they were all unsuccessful, right? And so if they're not approved, if they're only approved under emergency youth authorization, what does that mean? It means that if there's any other treatment, AKA hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, where CNN calls, you know, Joe, Joe, like the horse dewormer. And then Peter McCullough goes on. And if people want to know about this stuff, you want to know some of the science. Well, Peter McCullough seems to break through the cognitive dissonance of um, the people who've been psycho psychologically manipulated because they understand how one-on-one -on -one psychological manipulation works. You can look up Darren Brown and see how powerful that is. And I've studied hypnosis and manipulation and I can do it half decent, but somebody who's a master can do it really. It's very, very powerful but there's also group hypnosis. There's group mass manipulation. And that's what's happening now. One of the biggest fears that human beings have is to be ostracized from the tribe, right? So, you know, they use all these different techniques in there to, you know, really make you afraid. But this podcast with uh, Peter McCullough and Joe Rogan, it's breaking through that cognitive dissonance for some reason. There are many other doctors that have spoken out, um, but they've been silenced. They've been censored and some of them have even been killed. And so, you know, one of the other ones that I get often is like, well, why wouldn't the doctor speak out? Number one, not all of them know what's going on. Number two, if they speak out, they lose their job immediately. So they're too afraid to lose their job. That's it. They, and then they get a gag order. So now all their, um, you know, how they provide for their family is gone. So they tried these other different tactics, but there are many other people speaking out. And when you listen to them as compared to the rhetoric and the propaganda, and you put them side by side and you apply your own critical thinking, um, then you start to see, holy smoke, something's going on here. Right. So, you know, one just common sense one, it, it's so stupid. Like it, to me, I, I can't even, I don't even understand it. We know the survival rates are the exact same as the flu. This is basically the flu rebranded. Um, we know that there was no increase in comorbidity or morbidities, overall morbidity. If a uh, hundred thousand people die in a city one year, while well, during COVID it was a hundred thousand people, um, the average age of death, the whole thing. We know those statistics from government websites, but now with these, um, emergency youth authorization, if it doesn't prevent you from getting it or spreading it, then why are you taking it? And why is it that we need two, three, four or five? And two weeks, two weeks after this happened, we had the shutdown in Canada. I said, oh shit, this is happening. I did the research. I did an hour long video. And I said, the, this was two years ago, two weeks into this, because this is public information from places like the World Economic Forum, like all these Klaus Schwab's book, The Great Reset. You can go read that. It's not hidden. Um, so in their literature, it tells you that what their plan is, is to vaccinate the entire planet, men, women, and children of all ages. Um, and then it's going to be ongoing. That's why it's third, fourth, fifth, because it's going to be ongoing. And they're going to move in with a digital certificate that 
links your health uh, with your banking. And this isn't a new plan. They've been talking about this for a while. And once you have those, let's say, okay, you want to have your driver's license. Well, if you're not up to date on your medical procedures, then you don't get your license. Uh, we want to shut off your banking uh, because we've locked down the country. Well, then you only it only works within 20 miles. And so there have been many people that have talked about this and it is in their literature as well. Um, you know, and you again, go watch or uh, read Klaus Schwab's book in the fourth industrial revolution. This is the head of the world economic forum. And you look at the people in power in Canada and, and uh, Fauci and all these different people, they're all connected to those groups, right? So that's, it's actually not that hard. It's not as unfathomable as people think. Um, people can be easily corrupted through either money um, or threats. And, uh, you know, they also want that power. So they get into this thing and they do weird stuff. They get some power. So they just, um, you know, they just obey what that kind of plan is. And, it, and it's really obvious when you can kind of see what's going on. And, uh, but just verify it for yourself. If you have no interest in knowing the truth, you're never going to find it. You really, you really have to care about it because, you know, otherwise you're, you're never going to see it. So just Peter McCullough is a good one. Um, you know, Robert Malone, the inventor of MRNA is going to be on Rogan again, which is going to be a good one. And, uh, you know, the World Doctors Alliance on Telegram is a really good reference. And uh, so there's a lot out there, but yeah, you, ha you have to actually want to find it, especially with the censorship is so nuts. You're never going to find it on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, you know, any of those things. You really got to go digging. And uh, is it, it can be on Spotify? Like so I feel like Spotify, like you, podcasts, uh, are those are those those are still being censored? I think right, but not as maybe it's maybe a more difficult, I guess. To... But well, yeah, for Spotify, like you know, even with with this whole censorship, like it's so people have no idea how nuts it is. They they deleted um, thousands and thousands of people. You know what I mean? Their entire accounts. Robert Malone just got mm -hmm. his deleted. He had five hundred. He invented the mRNA vaccine. He invented it. These are mm -hmm. the people uh, telling you not to take it, you know, not to give it to your kids. Um, so what's going on there? Why would you delete so many people, right? And even if you you posted something, it got so bad, and it is so bad. If you posted that you had an adverse reaction, they would delete those accounts, right? And so you know, at this point right now, it's like you you have to want to wake up because it, it, if you're still buying it, you're going to buy it until the end of time, basically. And Yuri Bezmenov, who is a former ex KJB um, psychological operations. Um, officer does an interview and he just talks about, you know, once, once uh, moral moralization has happened, no amount of evidence is going to wake them up. And that's what I've been observing. Not, not, not any of the information I've had with any conversation I've had with a friend or somebody who's unwilling to see the truth. They, they offer nothing back. They offer no feedback that is a better quality evidence. They just dismiss it and move into a propaganda point. No good evidence, right? So that's how, you know, you know, they're off track. And, and so, it's unfortunate. So if you're hearing this and you're willing to wake up, listen to Peter McCullough first, because it's important that we wake up because it's, it's already very bad in countries like Canada in your blue States. Um, and so they have in this whole worldwide thing, they have to conquer the States. And the problem with the United States is you're the last country on this planet that can defend itself through its own citizen militia last country ever. If you look at um, other genocides that have happened, they all um, had a, uh, they were all disarmed first. This happened in China. This happened in the Bolshevik Revolution in uh, Russia and happened many other places. Well, they disarm the citizens. Then the only person who has the guns is the government and they murder millions of people. And this has happened in history before, but that's why I don't think they're going to win because I know, I know the States isn't going to give up their arms and it's going to get so bad in other countries. It's going to force people to recognize what's going on. And the whole thing too is like, you know, if you're defending your family and you're standing in truth, you know what you're standing for, that's 
spiritual power so much more. There's a quote that I've been really enjoying. It says that anything that seeks to restrict or bind by definition is Luciferian. So I'm not trying to restrict you. I'm not trying to bind you. I'm not trying to prevent you from doing anything. I'm just asking to live my own life in peace. If you're so afraid that you think that, uh, you know, this magical virus is going to get you with a super high survival rate, you can wear a hazmat suit. But if I don't believe in that delusion, then you can leave me alone. If you're that afraid, you stay the hell at home. You know what I mean? I'm not afraid of the wind. If I want to go snowboarding and go fast, I can go do that. If I want to go into a forest that's supposed to be scary because there's bear there, I can go do that because I'm not afraid of that. I don't live by your fears, right? So if you're afraid of that, wear a hazmat suit. I'll even respect you and, and, and walk away. You know what I mean? Give you your six feet, give you your 12 feet, but I will not bend my knee to live in your delusion when you have no idea. You've, you've, you've given your operating system to something else. And that's the difference. You've no longer um, decided to think for yourself. And uh, I think that's really important for all of us to do is to have a real connection with the creator and reflect and think and process what we're going through now and take full responsibility. Mm. I think a, a deeper intuition is definitely asked of, of kind of the collective right now. It's like, there's a uh, Dr. Bradley Campbell. I, I sent you his, uh, his telegram. He, he's actually local to Chicago, but he, he says something like, um, um, logic is always faster than science and that always that's not how it exactly goes but it's like um, science is slow logic is fast you know it's kind of like and that's really what we're talking about is like your intuition to like kind of be like oh that's clearly dumb you know how, how like kind of adept are you at, at kind of calling out the bullshit um, when it happens and I always found that interesting but um, no it, it definitely um, th there seems to be it's, it's definitely a tough time. I'm hoping uh, in, in the U.S. here we can we can kind of push back on this stuff. But I, I did want to kind of narrow down that document because I remember last year I did um, read some of it when you, you were putting it on. This is last year during all the, like a little bit more of the craziness was going on and um, it's obviously still going on, but I was reading it. Um, can you kind of like break that down? Um, I'm referring to the document that kind of goes into um, how this idea is not new. Um, and it's been something that's been in the works. It's been an idea and, and essentially now, um, from your perspective, right, it, it's being executed into action in terms of vaccinating the population, you know, and, and obviously now, like looking at 2021 and literally with the vaccine cards and now when you say digital card, it sounds like it's, it's here, it's around the corner. I mean, you can get the, you can get on your iPhone, you can have your vaccine, vaccine card on your iPhone. Oh yeah. <laughs> You <laughs> join the club. Um, so uh, break down that document for us, because I think that's a really good um, thing to look at that. I mean, obviously, it's scary and it really points to evil and, and serious corruption. Um, but it's if it exists, you have to look at it and ask yourself, like, what's going on here? So break down that document a little bit for us. And um, well, I'm yeah. not. I'm not sure which exact document that you mean. There's multiple. Is there right? Okay. So there. Yeah. So there, there are many different ones, but mm -hmm. uh, so there's some references. So one of them is Event 201, where they did that before the pandemic happened. That's one. One is the SPARS document, S-P-A-R-S. This is put out by Johns Hopkins about what we're what what we're going through right now. Um, there's also agenda 21 now they've changed to agenda 2030 they make it sound all very nice um and you know basically what it is is you will own nothing and be happy and this is the world economic forum um if you go to the world economic forum they have an interactive uh, map that is like 200 layers deep of information about how they want to reset the planet you can go to klaus schwab's book uh the great reset and um 
the fourth industrial revolution. And then there's uh, Dr. John Coleman, the committee of 300 and many other people that did documentaries and presentations in the nineties and the eighties saying they're going to use a, um, a vaccine to depopulate the planet. You can go look at the Georgia Guidestones where it says maintain humanity under 500 million. And so there, there is evidence everywhere. They're not hiding it. I think, you know, in, in looking at the law summit and some of the other stuff that I went into the esoteric type of stuff, because these people actually do rituals and uh, really, really dark stuff that I won't get into here, but they actually do these type of uh kind of satanic rituals um, and sacrifices and all kinds of horrible stuff that again is completely unbelievable um, but it actually does happen and, and there's a lot of there's undeniable evidence for that but if they're doing that kind of thing well what's what's on the flip side well what's on the flip side is god creator and the human spirit right and so you can look at the work of rudolf steiner in the early early 1900s he said they're going to manufacture a vaccine that uh, drives out the spirit of all men right um, there's also the uh, NASA weapons, future weapons for silent wars document. So you start looking up all of these and where they come from and who's writing them and what they say. And then you can kind of verify it. It's, it starts to kind of really add up to what's going on. And even with like, let's say, you know, it's dark again, but like the pedophilia stuff, just if you don't believe me, look up John Podesta art and then look up who John Podesta's friends were. You look at the guy's sick, disgusting art and who they hang out with and, and all this stuff, just like Jeffrey Epstein, uh, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, all these different people that their friends going to this island what do you think that they're doing you know and so it's it, but it's so dark and it's so heavy and it's so awful that uh people you know they can't they can't wrap their head around it and so it's gonna have to be this acceptance at first that it could be this bad so that we stop it but if you look at history it has been this bad the bolshevik revolution all uh cambodia the Khmer rouge all these different things have happened world war one world war ii uh, the international bankers all these different people they have a different thought process on how they view us they view us as as sheep as commodities as cattle and they only need so much of us uh they don't need as many as as uh you know people think and so when we understand that we we understand that we are the power and all that is required is our awareness but these documents these books they're all out there and a lot of other researchers you know have found this stuff and they kind of compile it for you to make it in a easy to grasp scenario but again you have to you have to want to wake up and you want to know and the first thing that will happen will be anger and terror but then it'll be solution you know what i mean and once we all kind of kick into gear about what the solution is because it's all happening on a community level in your public school, in your public town, in your public mayor's office. And the more of us that just hold them accountable are public servants, which they're all public servants. You just hold them accountable, tell them we don't want that here because we know what the result will be. Um, and then it'll be stopped. But if we keep letting it go, what, what the end result will be, will be a digital certificate and even to a point of having a chip in your in your body. And people thought that was a conspiracy. I was telling my friends this years ago, over 10 years ago, because um, they kept talking about it. That's what they would say. They say, we want to put a chip in your arm. Now, now it's starting to be out in the open in the uh, UK sun and in Sweden and other stuff talking about a chip in your arm and digital technology and the internet of bodies and the internet of things. Um, so this stuff exists in their documents. And Dr. David Martin from Planet pandemic, uh, you know, his stuff, he, he looks at the patents, right? And patents are not opinion, they're facts. 
You know what I mean? And so there's a difference between opinion and fact. And, you know, the people who are deluded really want to muddy those waters. But um, when you look at their documents and you can verify it, then the, the truth is so self-evident. And so we do have the legislation in Canada that's creating this digital pass. And um, they're working on it in the UK, but that's the thing. It'll start with a QR. Then they eventually actually want to put a chip in your friggin' arm. And then you're basically a walking QR code. And so they already have the patents and technology for that. Mm. Yeah, scary stuff. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> so, I, you know. I, I won't. I won't lie, Matthew. Earlier this year, when I like first started digging into various people's telegrams and and like, so I guess this is kind of a, a PSA too to people who are listening and they're like, obviously it's scary and it's, it's it can be overwhelming and, and take your time with it. But you know, obviously you always question like if you feel like this urge to reject it. You know, what does that say? you know, to you, you know, it's almost like when you offend someone, right? It's like, where, where do they really hit you? You know, like it, it must, some of it must have been there in the juice that, that hit you, that made you react and get so offended, right? Um, people don't tend to ask why. Um, and this is a, a self-development podcast. So I want people to, you know, come and understand that. Um, so you mean, I, we got this, all this corruption we're talking about. I guess I want to kind of get to the root of it. Um, well, I guess, how does it happen? Where does it happen? And how does it, you know, it's like we have these cycles, right? Where justice eventually like happens. I, I know I sent you that meme, uh, it's not a meme, it's just a picture of kind of the cycles of society and, and human nature and how we'll have an authoritarian, you know, we'll, we'll kind of like go through these cycles. Like, is that, you know, why is that? This is some higher like thing that's maybe difficult to understand, but maybe if you can break that down and I guess where corruption starts and, and, um, cause there's probably a lot of people like we talked about already that are like, like people wouldn't do that. And that was me like two years ago. I was like, people wouldn't like, that's, you know, it's preposterous, you know? Um, but how does it escalate to the point where someone seemingly who, if we believe we have an, you know, a goodwill coming into the, into the world, how does it, you know, get to that point? And, you know, I gave you a lot to work with. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I appreciate the question. And for those like, you know, listening to what I'm saying, again, don't believe me, you can go verify this stuff um, for yourself, it's going to take a little digging. But if you just go to Snopes, and fact check, you know, they just lost a case saying it's just opinion, right? So people, you know, I've also said too that good people can't understand how evil people operate. And it took me a long time to accept a lot of the things that I've learned over a period of time, just like the human trafficking. That was six months of research before I actually accepted it was as bad and horrific as it actually is. And once I, you know, got to that level of acceptance, it's like, okay, well now how, what, now that I know that I can be aware if somebody is doing something harmful, I can be aware if there's a harmful ideology, I can be aware if, um, you know, something doesn't look right, right? You, you got to know of a predator or a threat. Um, if, if it's happening and if you're living in peace and everything is hunky-dory then you know it's like oh no this could never happen but people are getting oppressed in other countries like no 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 this is happening right at this very moment um so i think most people are good most people are good on this planet are good moral ethical wonderful people and um so that's the most important thing and then you know with this let's say the evil system was like you know who the they right you're this big group of they um they just 
Well, it's, it's enormous power. It does go back to old thing, though. Some people refer to like Illuminati or, or the banking families or different things. It's just an extraordinary power. If you had $100 billion, how could you influence with that, right? So if you have $100 billion and then 10 of your other buddies have $100 billion, how could you influence together? And that's all people should just consider. And you look at the history of banking, and that's one of the first massive influences of how countries were taken over and, you know, politics were destroyed. And, you know, you look at, you know, even in Africa, I think there was like four or five um, presidents that were killed uh, during uh, COVID. There was over 100 uh, natural doctors killed before the, the pandemic happened. And I know doctors that I've interviewed that are amazing. And, and they were going through the 90s where all these holistic doctors were actually getting murdered. They were friends of theirs. So it's a, it's a, real, it's a real thing but most people, again, they're not very interested in it and that's okay. So um, I think overall, I'm, I'm optimistic that we're going to get through this, but I feel like this whole entire realm, the whole part of being human is, is a spiritual evolution. And it's a, it's a, you know, it's a quest to not sell your soul. And how this happens is, you know, people start to sell their soul for materialism just a little bit, just to break their integrity a little bit. You know, I'm not causing that much harm. And then they break it a little bit more. They break it a little bit more. They break it a little bit more. Then all of a sudden they don't have any of their soul left. You know what I mean? They've compromised their integrity so much. They kind of have to remove empathy. They have to remove that human part of them that says, oh, wow, I'm really causing harm. And that, that makes me feel bad because I'm hurting this person. This is, I am the cause of that. And so that, that that's what's trained out of them. And you can, you know, again, when you look into the really dark stuff that actually exists, it's uh, they do rituals and they do different things. And it's a grooming process, even within the court systems is the same thing. Um, you know, one of the things I learned in the law summit is when you're a lawyer, right, you kind of understand the game and how it works and it's all deception. And, and uh, cause you don't know the rules of the game, right. In jujitsu, if you don't know what I'm doing, I can break your arm. I can break your other arm. I can choke you out. If you don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to, I'm going to get you. But if you know what I'm doing, then you can prevent it. It's the same with law. So you're consenting and you're, you're harming yourself through these ways you don't even know. But what they do is they groom uh, lawyers um, to see who's the biggest piece of crap. And then they make them judges because the judges know the entire game. They can take your whole life savings and everything from you um, on a technicality. That's not even you. It's your fiction that they created through the birth certificate. It's not you. They get you to represent a fiction. And uh, it's a, again, it's a really if that's confusing, you know, check out the law summit that I did with uh, Beth Martins, but it's actually, you know, so horrible, but the beautiful and wonderful news on the other side of that is you being a man or a woman on the other side of the creator, knowing that everyone is a, a public administrator, you know, so this whole goal of however this shakes out, um, none of us are going to save the planet. None of us are even probably going to save our neighbor. We have to save ourselves by knowing who we are under the creator God, uh, having a spiritual, moral, and ethical compass, not selling out and doing a harmful thing because you want materialism, knowing that you're going to be provided for and supported by doing the right thing. It might not come right away. It might not come next week. It might, might, might not come next month, but those are going to be the type of people that you're going to end up resonating with and cooperating with if shit gets worse and stuff is going to get way, way worse as long as people keep compromising keep obeying without thinking for themselves and keep thinking, oh, well, if I just get this next booster, I just get this next booster, I just comply a little bit harder, then this is going to go away. And so there's also the spiritual force. These, these people that are doing this do not believe in spirit. They do not believe in God. They do not be, believe in creation. Um, they believe that uh, if you remove the 
what do they say? If you remove all compassion, you can do anything you want to a human that we're literally just cattle. And so this is what this awakening is, but it's going to require us to kind of really swallow that red pill and be like, holy, this is disgusting. How was I just, you know, living so blind, right? It's right at our door. But the other side of this is the opportunity for everybody who's willing to kind of take that um, and say, okay, now what are we going to build? And we're going to build it together and everyone's going to be uh, taken care of, not like some sort of utopia, but back to these basics of not materialism, not that I, I need all these cars and need all these different things, right? And get lost in the nonsense, wanting good relationships, good, clean food, good, clean water, good community, opportunity to grow, um, you know, ethics, morality, justice, you know, and we'll, we'll do that together and it'll, it'll unfold as each of us kind of passes our own test right? Because nobody's going to get a free, nobody's going to be a freebie. Um, you might have to quit your job. You might have to let go of something, you know, you need to let go of, but it's all materialism. And I've seen people get the jab because they wanted sports tickets. I've seen it because they want to keep their job. And the very few people that have not uh, compromised, they're, they, they were okay. A solution happened, but under no way are they going to compromise. And under no way am I going to compromise and mm. uh, take this thing. You know what I mean? It's not happening. It's genetic therapy. It's not even by definition of vaccine. They changed that. It's gene therapy from a from a criminally corrupt com, uh, country or country a company um that is mass mandating it for everyone and you have to consent to it and i will not consent to that ever mm, yeah you, you said something interesting and um yeah it is it is really interesting that there's like um i guess it is like this jeopardy you're, you're jeopardizing kind of like like someone who gets the vaccine only because they want that material thing that's an interesting thing to me because it's like they were pretty close you know to being like no and like you know being like this is my ethics this is what i believe so i i, I can't and won't do that it just it violates everything i am and that, that's how i felt for a while you know since since the beginning i've been like it just it just would never sit right so i'll never do it out of like because I need something, right? I'll, I'll work around it, you know, because there's something innately wrong. Obviously, when I'm even talking about it, it's like, I have to get the vaccine to get a job. Like, doesn't you even have to say that? It's like, isn't that sound a little bit wrong? I mean, some people, you know, they'll, they'll find a pretty easy way to be like, you're we're here to save lives, you know, the most, the most basic, back to the basics. Um, you know, I, you know, I do always- That were true, right? If they, could, if they could prove that, but it doesn't prevent, right? That's not true. That's a propaganda point, right? So like each time- It's a great, it's a great right? one to just, just toss it at someone. It is the overall thing to just say to someone and make them look like the worst person. It's that's like, all they just, have is shame and guilt. Yeah, that's the only thing they have is shame and guilt and right, but there's no truth. It's like, can you prove that? No, there is no evidence for it. You know, there's zero evidence for it. That and that's so interesting, you know, because it's like, yeah, obviously all logic and intuition is lost on me. And that that's what's been so offensive to me. And so I guess one of the most difficult things to like come to grips with is when people I love, like, you know, kind of uh you know, force that on me or, or and just, and they, they constantly put it out there. And it's like, it, it, cause their whole thing is like, well, whatever, you know, I'm just going to make the world a better place. And that's when we get into this whole like moral sort of high ground, weird situation where in my opinion, it just seems like people are exchanging their real purpose in life for like temporary, you know, social issues that they're just going to jump on board with. And it's, it's like a false, you know, identity for a little bit that they hold on to and they'll ride it into the wind. You know? yeah, and it's, 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 it's like, it's intoxicating. I, I saw somebody wrote, a, wrote it so perfectly. I wish I could bring it up, but it basically said like, when, when you can give people this false sense of uh, superiority, 
you know, for doing nothing, right? Based on nothing, they're going to take that. It's like a drug, you know, they feel like they're morally, ethically superior to you um, for no reason, but everyone else is doing it. So they, they're going to ride that high, you know, and, and just take it. They're not, they're not going to give it up. And, and how hard would it be to convince that person that they were incorrect, right? How much, how much loss would, it, would, would be there to realize that it was, you know, totally incorrect. But if you look at it logically, um, they have no leg to stand on anywhere, like none. They don't know how the PCR test works. So all cases are nonsense. Uh, COVID has not been uh, purified or isolated, not once. It's a survival rate of the flu. We know that for all around the world. Uh, these have not been tested long-term. The animal trials failed. Uh, you know what I mean? It is not a vaccine. It's gene therapy um, that is approved under emergency youth authorization, which means there can be no other treatment, which other treatment does exist. So they don't have a leg to stand on anywhere. And if it worked, you wouldn't need five of them, stupid. You know what I mean? So it's just like, mm. it's so it's so aggravating, but that's why, like, again, it's just like, you, you do your best at kindness and compassion. And if they're not open to it, it's also, you don't need to waste your time, you know? Like it just, oh, it's, yeah. it's endless waste of energy, you know? And that's why it's focusing on who you are, what you're going to do for the solution, how you're going to, you know, prepare yourself mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, because it is damaging. There's a lot of harm that's happening. Um, you know, there's a lot of people have already died and been injured. The injuries, I think around the world are over, I think it was 3 million injured in the EU seriously injured in Europe and over a million mm -hmm. in the States. And people say, Oh no, that's not true. There are, there are just, it's everywhere. Uh, soccer players are dying all over the place. There was this German uh, scientist. He was a specialist in graphene oxide and graphene hydroxide, I, I believe. And he did a video explaining why the footballers are dying quicker. He said, because, you know, in, in the graphene oxide, it's like little tiny razor blades. So athletes circulate their blood quicker. So it's able to kind of cut their red blood sites a little bit faster. Two days later, SWAT comes into his house while he's doing a Facebook live. And a day after that, he's dead. You know, and so this stuff is happening. So if that's not true, you know, why are these people uh, dying, you know, to get these words out there doesn't make any sense. And why all of a sudden, you know, when you look at the morbidities, the actual deaths, why are they vaccinating five to 11 year olds when they literally have, you know, 99.999 plus chance of survival, you know what I mean? And so there's no reason for it. And then there's no long-term safety study. They could just use some other alternative, right? Since the dawn of time, kids have had snot, you know, runny noses and snotted on each other, right? Since the dawn of time, but in these last two years, you know, it's like, oh, that's not acceptable. So again, they don't have a leg to stand on anywhere other than self-righteous propaganda and that shit is intoxicating and it feels a lot better and sweeter than facing the ugly truth that they were duped and there's a you know another great quote that says it's easier to fool a person to convince them that they were fooled so you know for those of you who are believing this and if you've even made it this far to listening to me and you don't believe what i'm saying you know we are welcoming you with open arms we have no mm -hmm. hate or, you know, if you want to look at this and start questioning and have a, a logical, reasonable conversation, you're going to wake up and you're going to see the truth because the truth is self-evident and we are waiting and we are with open arms because we need people, we need solutions, we need, um, you know, everybody we can to see what's going on, not to hate on the other side, but say, okay, look, this needs to stop. Right. And we need to build something else. And the same with that's why there's a massive um, exiting of public schools. People are understanding what's being uh, you know, put in there, how harmful uh, public education systems are. Like your kids should not be in there. We, you know, just got exposed to pedophile grooming in Red Deer, Alberta. You know, they're putting all kinds of frigged up stuff. You know, our Ontario uh, health, you know, health sexual education was written by a friggin' pedophile 
actually Justin Trudeau's two friends in Canada are pedophiles in jail. So, you know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the problem, you know, this, the actual issue here is pedophilia and in Satanism where they, they basically want to control other people. Good people don't try to seek to control other people. This group of people wants to seek control, manipulate and take everything from you. And uh, they just have a lot of power and influence. It's not everyday people. It's people architecting the systems. Just like if you create a movie, um, whenever you do hypnosis, you figure out what's the message that you're implanting Well, they're implanting all these different messages. That's their intent. It's not a positive intent and that's it. You know, everyone is, you know, most people are mm-hmm. good, but we need to understand that so there's a lot of people with a lot of powerful, um, you know, same with TikTok. TikTok is being used for basic evil, you know, Instagram, all these different ones used for evil. I had 40,000 people all gone, right? And, you know, they deleted my Patreon, right? And the guys, guys like, oh, well, this is misinformation. It's a publicly accredited source. You know what I mean? It's just, it goes against what you're saying. So you want to cut off the money. I was like, that, that, that's your opinion, mm-hmm. right? So uh, yeah, it's all kinds mm-hmm. of nonsense. But like I said, uh, you know, if anyone has made it this far and they totally disagree, um, you know, check out the World Doctors Alliance and just, just suspend disbelief for a minute because if you have the capacity to change and really look at things and, and recognize what's going on, um, we welcome you with open arms because this is not going away until mm-hmm. we as a people decide it's going to go, it is going to get way, way worse. It's already gotten a lot worse in Canada. They're up to it now and, and they just released in Sweden and in Denmark that they want uh, you know up to six boosters, right? But this is the whole thing. It's been infinity boosters since the beginning. That was the plan. You keep getting vaccinated for the rest of your life. So if you take them one or you take them two, if you keep complying, you're going to take infinity and, um, you know, this needs to stop. So, you know, try to remove fear, get connected to what the actual truth is, make your goal the truth, uh, make your goal connected, you know, to connect with the creator, whatever that is for you, because I think this is a, a spiritual battle at the end of the day, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I, I think it's always the end of the day is just like asking why, you know, that's almost like the best thing you could just say to someone who's like, they're listening to this or they're, they're seeing this information and they're, they're doubting it or whatever. Um, just ask why, even like why you're doubting it. You know, like I said earlier, there's, there's, there's triggers that we have innately that are attached to our ego, you know, that are, are, are working wonders <laughs> on us that are, are making the world so, so fucked up um, for us and, and our perspective. And yeah, you know, it's, there's nothing more compliant and, and as just kind of a sense of humor perspective. When I see people like post on their stories, like boosted, <laughs> it's like, to me, it's like, I'm just like, you know, I'm like, wow. Like, you know, it just, it just looks so off. Like to even you'd have to look the most off to the most average person that you're literally, I had a tweet that, you know, really got some people riled up the other day. And cause I don't, I don't always talk about this stuff, but I, every once in a while I just kind of like combust, um, you know, um, and I had a tweet and I was like, you're, ba- I was like, you're basically a walking marketing campaign for Pfizer, you know, and I, I saw the tweets and, and, you know, obviously that got a huge reaction, uh, but that's what it looks like. You know, it's like you post it on your story and you put the little Pfizer logo, let's get back to it. It's like, how does that not, you know, just say something intuitively, you know, that, and you, you look, you can see the vaccination card. It's got, you know, three separate booths, you know, you, that you signed up for. And um, so, yeah, I, I don't want to get into like a hateful perspective, but I, I just really like to, I guess sometimes triggering people can maybe help, you know, cause it, it really lets them take a moment to like look at what's going on. Um, and I know you mentioned that the soccer injuries too, Matthew, which, you know, I'm a big soccer guy. I played, played soccer in college. And um, that was because I I'd, I'd kind of taken your information early summer, even before that. 
um, this year and I was reading it and I had to take a break. I was like, whoa, because <laughs> for me, for me, that was like my like moment of like, this is like crazy stuff. And I had to like, learn how to like, like manage friendships, you know? So I wasn't like, cause you know, you learn stuff and you want to just plug it in your friends cause you love them, you know, but obviously um, doesn't always look good. But anyways, the soccer injuries, cause that's a sport I pay very close attention to. And I'm like, Hmm, you know, top athletes in the world all of a sudden just retiring from their careers in their primes you know like if that's not just intuitively a little bit off you know because if you already know any of the stuff you're talking about right the documents all this like really high level information if you can just for a second ask like that's pretty strange you know even just look look at the last time if, if ever we've ever had any like you know, people just dropping on the field, just dropping on the field and needing assistance. Like that doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Um, and when, when it happened to Christian Erickson, you know, I was watching it in the room with some people and, and I kept it to myself, but in my head, I'm like, this is like off, you know, and you see what happened. And then um, most recently, one of my favorite players, Aguero, you know, um, he had announced retirement. Um, it's some scary stuff. <laughs> I just wanted to, Yeah. Yeah. One, one other thing that's happening too, is like the cognitive dissonance for people who are believing this is so strong. Um, this entire COVID thing, I didn't hear of one person that was healthy that all of a sudden dropped dead. It was always, if you look at the morbidities, it's two or more. And again, when, when they die, this is how people have, again, they don't even know how the deaths are calculated. They die. My dad's got a, you know, a heart thing. So if he dies of that heart thing, they would give him the COVID test, which is completely meaningless. It does not cause for disease. Uh, you know, it doesn't show you what the cause was. He dies of his heart thing. If he tests positive for COVID, it's labeled a COVID death. That counts as a, it's not a COVID death. It's with COVID. You could say dying with toes. It doesn't matter. The test is completely invalid. He died of the pre-existing condition that he had. That's what's been happening. Right. And then, you know, a certain amount of people die from the flu each year because, you know, that's the thing that kind of kicks them over the bucket um, and that exists. And so those are the actual statistics that come from every government health website that exists. So it's important to know the truth. But but when these uh, vaccines started to roll out, there are many stories I heard in the gym. And in other places saying, you know, yeah, you know, I just went to a buddy's funeral and, uh, you know, he died a, a second, you know, a week or two after getting the second booster. And, and these are awake people and they go, nobody suspects a thing. Even with kids, nobody suspects a thing. Everybody like us, we know exactly. He was completely healthy, now dead. What do you think happened within those two weeks? There was one specific event that happened. They're not even registering it. And that's why they predict VAERS is like, you know, 1% or 4% of all reporting. You know, it's massive, massive underreporting. And there are already thousands and thousands and thousands of deaths and millions of serious injuries, right? And this isn't even long-term. This isn't, we don't even know what's going to happen long-term because it's experimental. So uh, yeah, complete, complete utter lunacy, uh, you know, and it's just, it's really hard to stomach. And so, especially being in Canada, watching people lose their jobs, uh, watching people be, you know, ridiculed and, and they don't know anything. It's like, you know, it's like the stupidest person calling you an idiot when they're, when they're so ignorant, it takes a lot of, uh, you know, just being a grown up, just being like, okay, you know, it's like understanding it's a child, you know, you're, you're in an adolescence, 
uh, mindset. You've been brainwashed. So I'm going to give you love and compassion, but I'm not even going to engage because you're not even, um, you know, here for it. So what can I do for my community? How can I help? And, you know, that's why for me being in, you know, spirituality, let's say, or personal development, my whole life has been about you know, peak performance and improving how people create their dreams, all these, all these different tools and techniques, overcoming trauma, limiting beliefs, you know, creating and, and designing a magical life, contributing to humanity. But when we're being attacked and something we're at war, which is what we are, um, if I don't use my full arsenal of everything I am, all my spirit, all my being, all my knowledge to try to warn people, then that's on me, you know? And if all these other uh, influencers who are supposed to be in spirituality and, and health spoke up, we wouldn't have gotten this far, but they didn't want to lose money. They didn't want people to yell at them, but they knew the truth because the truth is self friggin' evident. It's not even, that's why there are no debates. It's not even close. There's no one that will debate and come even close because they're, they're, they have nothing to stand on. You know, the truth is what it is. The PCR test is complete nonsense. That is the truth. That is not my opinion. We know the survival rates. We know the death rates. We know the existing comorbidities. We know the history of Pfizer. We know the money trail. We know all of it. It is self-evident. So there, there's nothing to be debated. And as you stay silent, now we have all these kids getting harmed, right? All these, all these kids that are going to have uh, harm. We're, we're one step closer to being totally technologically enslaved through, you know, medical tyranny of unelected officials because people are being complicit. Um, and that's just the truth. And it's already gotten way farther in Canada, way farther in Australia. And that's why there's massive riots. But at the end of the day, they're not going to win. And it's a spiritual battle. And we go beyond this lifetime. But when you die and you have to face your kids or you have to, you know, meet your maker, you're going to know that, you know, you decided to be a coward in that time. And that's exactly what it is. It's a, it's a whole bunch of cowardice and, and children. And, and if people could be a little bit more uh, brave within themselves, you know, um, would be all right. And that's what they depend on. They depend on us just continuing to, to bend in fear because without fear, they have nothing. And uh, we need to just be a little bit more brave and, and be able to take that uncomfortable truth because it, it's going to get a lot worse. It's going to get less and less and less free if we don't figure this out. But again, they're not going to conquer the states. They might conquer your blue states. They've already you know, taken over your government, but the way that your system is set up, it's so hard and you can defend yourself. So at that point, like it's never these guys are never going to succeed because the states will remain free. I guarantee it. And then that will be a beacon for the rest of the world. And, and they don't account for spiritual force. They don't account for the soul and so there might be this mass awakening there might be a, a whole number of things but we as individuals need to make those choices so that way when it comes down to it how many shots have you had how many need you detox from is one enough to you know change your dna or do you need three i don't know um but probably good to take zero and then um keep surviving keep looking for solutions and then uh you know yeah you'll see where you're at but if you keep complying and you take five it might be too late for you you know and so mm -hmm. we're just hoping that we, we have more and more people because like I said, if you're in freedom, it's all hunky dory, but once you can't participate in society, it's a two tier system and uh, you know, it's getting worse and worse. And now they're talking about government money and food stamps and all this kind of shit it is not trending positively. And, and anybody can figure this out by looking at what they say, looking at their documents, looking at, you know, what they're producing. And if you believe these people, you know, then you mm -hmm. got a rough road ahead of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I totally, you know, agree with you in terms of like, I always just have this innate belief that I guess just confidence in myself, confidence in people who I know who are speaking out against it, that like, you know, justice will come about, you know, good will come about because uh, I don't know if you, it was you that maybe told the story on a live where it was just kind of an example of like, there's, you know, there's obviously wolves and there's sheep and, and that's kind of a, a real thing that sort of exists in society <laughs> at least i i believe so you know in terms of like internally that doesn't mean it's necessarily 
um, this big jack person who knows how to fight, but it's more so that internal, like, just will to fight for good. Uh, but you did tell a story. About, I think it was you that told the story about, you know, you had like all these people surrounding you and they're about to fight you and you and your friend, like basically just like, you know, was looking at everyone was like, like, like you got tons of people, you know, but no one is willing to just even just take a punch from this guy, you know, and what could possibly happen. Cause obviously as a group, if they were all collectively, this kind of speaks to why I believe like, you know, the, the small, you know, warriors, the small numbers of warriors will over, overcome the evil that there is. Right. Because even, even that, that big amount of people, they couldn't come together to be like, let's, let's get this guy because <laughs> they're yeah. cowards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's because there's no conviction. They don't know what they're fighting for. Right. I, you know, so that's why I know we're going to win this too, because if you break into my home and you try to harm my family or my daughter, I'm going to fight with every single thing that I have. If I break into your harm and try to get you right. And somebody who's like maybe a s- smaller person who doesn't know how to fight, um, they're still going to do a great job defending themselves because they're, they're using every ounce of their uh, being to defend I can leave at any time. There's right. I'm trying to restrict or bind or take away from them. Right. So, you know, the people who know what's going on, we're standing on the truth, what's right, what's moral, what, what's ethical, uh, you know, because it is what it is. It's just the truth. When you don't know what you're standing on, you, you have no vigor, you have no fighting spirit. There's no power there. Right. So that's why it doesn't mm. need to be everyone. And even the, I think it was the uh, American revolution. It was like, what was it like 5% or 3%, something really small. And that's, what's going to happen again. It's just this small, cause we're, we're a conviction. We know what we're standing on. Cause every time you give us feedback, we it's like, no, no, that's complete. That's, that's way, that's not true. It just, that's just not true. You know what I mean? Like, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, we have a lot more conviction and then we welcome you to this side. Right. But you have to want to wake up, right. Or keep mm-hmm. believing in your delusions. But if you're going to put your delusions versus, you know, what the truth is, you're going to get smoked because you're not convicted. Mm-hmm. You don't know, you know, that you don't know because you, you, it's just like in fighting, you know, like I know that I can fight decent cause I train a lot, but it's still a, it's a frightening situation. But if you come in and you don't know how to fight and you're coming in all stupid, I'm going to kill you. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. There's a very big difference between practice trained, you know, versus, you know, I'm just, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. It's like, no, no, no. You didn't take the time to understand, to think, to do your own research, to be responsible right? So it's the same. It's just a spiritual evolution. And it's not that there's hate. And we, I just use a, a scenario for conflict because they, they are trying to create conflict and all they have is this guilting and the shaming, but no real information and no real truth. They just want you to obey. So really all the individual has to do is just have that own internal will. Just like, it's okay. We can believe different things, but I'm not going to obey, right? Like I'm not going to wear a mask. I'm not going to take this shot, you know, and people who are hearing this and they kind of, like I say, take off your damn mask. You know what I mean? Like if it makes any sense, all the red states that have been open stadiums should be all dead by now. And all Canada should have no cases because we've been locked down, masked, you know, imprisoned in our homes for two fucking years. Right. And we have cases through the roof, which means nothing because the fact of the matter is the PCR test is meaningless for this. So that's a fact. It's not my opinion. So this Mm. is going to keep going on and on and on until people wake the frig up and, you know, take their shit sandwich, realize that they made an error, own up to that. And there's nothing more. Uh, I would have nothing but just unbelievable respect for anybody mm, who, who yeah. came, you know, and admiration and be like, yes, we're so glad to have you here. We're so glad that you've taken that and we're here to help. And you know, well, what about this? That can't be true. Well, here are three articles, look at those and tell us, and then you go tell us what you think. That's when all my groups are public. If I post some shit, that's nonsense, go find the thing and correct it. And I'll say, thank you. 
right? Mm-hmm. But it's not coming back that way. Just more evidence to what it is because it's just the truth, right? And that's just the truth is again, it's self-evident. Mm. Yeah, because it's problematic, right? Because I think some people are trying to be right and wrong, and I think I always try to make sure I'm, I'm not in that crowd. You know, sometimes I think we can lose ourselves um, and attach ourselves to something. Um, but if you're always seeking the truth, you know, you can at least you can feel good about it. You know, you're like, I, I put out what my truth was, you know, um, and that was that. <laughs> um, I think that's the important thing because when you're attached to right and wrong, you know, you'll be on team wrong for a pretty long time if, if you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't sort of like start to be like, okay, what's the actual truth? So I, we've kind of hit that on the head. Um, I didn't want to talk about, um, I guess another kind of root cause with, with people who are so on board, right? So compliant. Um, and I guess we talk about materialism and I, I found that pretty interesting because you said something like, you know, it's really this distance between God and spirituality that happens. And I think about myself and um, maybe the journey that I was on living in Chicago, like, you know, corporate lifestyle, um, you know, working nine to five and, and this kind of thing. And, it clearly, you know, actually, honestly, for, for me and my brother, the same way, it really like something was really hurting us. It was like this energy was like we couldn't do it anymore. And I've talked to other people, you know, a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs are kind of the same way, but more spiritual entrepreneurs could relate a little bit more um, that like just being in that lifestyle was like hurting them. Like they had health issues and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, it's like it's pretty fascinating because there is a kind of a correlation when I moved to Chicago, it's like kind of distanced myself from God a little bit. Um, I didn't have like a spiritual practice yet. Uh, eventually did, but I'm, I'm 28 and I'm looking at my, kind of like that short career that I had in corporate. I mean, I'm going to go back into it but with a different perspective, but um, I could see how very easily it would be to get stuck in that lifestyle and just kind of graduate to materialistic, like materialism is like your God almost, you know? And, and I, I, so I really resonate with what you said. And um, I guess like, how do you, I guess, how and why do you think that comes about? You know, I, I kind of explained a little bit myself, I think, but this distance between God and spirituality, that that does sound to me like the real crux of why and how someone could, you know, totally jeopardize their values and any belief they had within themselves. So I want to hear kind of your insight into that and maybe how that comes about for society and people. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that that's really the root of it, right? Is we're, we're trained this way. We're trained to believe in this materialistic world. We're not trained to see through spiritual eyes. You know, you know, I went to the Parliament of World Religions with uh, my friend David Lonebear, who is a Native American elder. And I think religions have caused a lot of harm, specifically, sorry, the Catholics. Um, but, you know, through inverting religions and, and what I understand of it and knowing from what I've studied with the uh, Native American elders, uh, what they did to them and all that kind of stuff and the Pope and how evil that sucker is. And, you know, it's, it's it just is what it is. Now, some of the teachings, though, in that Bible, some of, there is truth there, and there's goodness there, and there is, um, you know, God there. But it's it's this distortion. They they take like ninety percent. This is one of the best hypnosis techniques you can do is give eighty or ninety percent truth, and then distort it ten percent. Um, you know, and so people get really upset by that. But that's my opinion, and maybe maybe that is the right one. But when I was at the Parliament of World Religions, there was over two hundred religions, right? Um, you know, so I disagree with a lot of. Uh, of some of the, the binding, the, the ritual that they have, you know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, I know of people who've gone through those different religions and, and, and had a lot of harm, but, but you have some truth there. You have this 
uh, looking towards God and you have community, all those are very powerful and useful things. But then I think that there's a little bit of a distortion there, which is an issue. But I think a lot of those books have uh, important teachings. So it's like, okay, who is God and who is the creator? Why do the Native Americans say creator? You know, who was actually right here? And I don't know. You know, I, I, I meditated with um, Tibetan monks and I thought that was pretty good and um, listened to a lot of different religious leaders, did a lot of, li read a lot of different books. And, and honestly, I don't know. Um, but I know that I seek the creator or God in my life. And that's a relationship that I have. And one of the things that David Lone Bear said to me, which I liked was you didn't, you don't need a, a broker to God. You don't need somebody who's going to get you there. You don't need a priest. You don't need a native American elder. You don't need this person. It's you and your relationship with creation, mm. with the creator. How do you cultivate that? And a part of that is to know who you are. You know, you got to know who you are. Everybody in the law summit said the same thing. Know who you are. You were created by a creator and you have to figure out who you are. If you don't know who you are, no one else is going to figure it out for you. And that's the connection we're talking about. And when we're, you know, kind of seduced by the society of like, you know, go get a job and then go get some money and do all these different things. You start to forget who you are. You can still have a regular job and do any kind of job. And that's totally fine. I'm not saying you shouldn't, you should shuck responsibilities. No, no, you should honor all your responsibilities. You should figure out how to put food on the table. You should figure out how to be financially responsible, but to work a regular nine to five job and which fulfills you in no way, there, there are other ways to do it. You can figure it out. You are more powerful than that. You are more more capable than that and you are more connected than that um, but part of that might be letting some things go that aren't as necessary that aren't mm. as true and so that's really important and so when we invert it and figure out who we are what's most important to us what we're passionate about what kind of relationships we want what kind of life we want to live we can totally invert it you know what i mean and live a, a really fantastic beautiful life of meaning and of purpose and of value by ensuring that we put those things first and say you know what creator creation i you know we need to be taken care of how do i figure this out and you'll always figure it out you know you always always figure it out and you know one other example i give is like one of my buddies Oh, we we're chatting after a couple of years and, you know, he's saying like, Hey, yeah, like I haven't done anything in a long time that I've been proud of myself for. And, uh, you know, he's a really talented guy in a lot of different ways. And we kind of talked about, you know, some things that he would do that he would be really excited about. And I said, okay, now just don't give it a zero, give it like a little bit each week, you know, cause in a year or two years, you're going to be a totally different scenario. Um, but you know, gets into the pattern and then keeps working the regular job and gives that part of himself, his true self, the things that light him up a zero. And so in 10 years, he'll have that result of, of just going for the material. So that's kind of what I'm speaking about. And so only we can know ourselves, right? And so it doesn't have to be meditation or, or any other practice. You'll find that out with that honest intent. You have to have the mm -hmm. honest intent to know who you are and to know the creator and have a relationship. Um, but nature is a really good start. Um, some silence is a really good start. Journaling is a really good start. Um, but that honest, you know, seeking and willingness. And uh, if we have that alone, then we're going to see all these different things. You know, I've read all these different books and had all these different teachers and it always comes back to the same thing. You yourself have to have that connection, that willingness, that openness. And it's this inner vo voice, this inner dialogue that you know what's right or wrong. You, you follow that, right? You follow your intuition, you follow your gut, you follow the thing that feels right. And you do that over intuition, not for money right? It's like, oh, well, this is probably logically not good, but this is who I am, you know, and you keep taking these leaps of faith. And over a few years uh, and over a lifetime, you can 
you completely construct your reality in a, in a very different way. Most people create their life by default, just whatever's given to them, whatever's easy, wherever they can make the money and grow, they're just going to follow the path of least resistance. Or you can create your life deliberately by figuring out who you are, what's most important to you, how do you want to grow, and then consciously architect and create that life. Both are available. And um, you know one of them is going to have more meaning. So when you do pass away and you do die and you have this life review, you know, did you honor yourself here? You know, were you true and honest to yourself or did you have regrets? Did you sell yourself short? Did you compromise who you truly were? And 90% of people end up or more end up in that category. And, you know, we have books and we have studies out about what people regret when they die and all these different things. So, you know, I think people don't really give themselves credit for what they're capable of. And again, we talk a lot about this, uh, you know, current situation we're in, but that's been my work forever is, you know, helping people, you know, understand who they are, what they're capable of, what's most important, and then uh, create and design life around that because it's a lot more uh, meaningful it's a lot more purposeful and it always contributes to the greater good it's never harming somebody in any way it's always uh, contributing and i feel like that's what we're coming back to so it's going to be a loss of you know maybe i don't need all these uh, luxuries and all these different things i can get more clear i can get simplified i can figure out who i am and i'm not going to compromise my soul and i'm going to be committed to the truth of who i am and what's happening in this outer world so that i can contribute in my own unique way yeah, and I love that. You mentioned a lot of amazing stuff. And I, I think, you know, we're very similar in a lot of that too. Like I, I focus so much on purpose um, in, my, in my short, you know, coaching career and, and as mentor, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, getting people to this purpose because that ultimately living purposefully would solve a lot of problems <laughs> in society and in the world, right? Because as we talked about, when you're not living purposefully, um, you seek out things that aren't and a lot of those things that are, are just digging you into this hole um, that is unconscious. You know, it's like drugs, alcohol, whatever you, whatever you seek to be as your crutch. Um, you know, it's, it's hard too. And people who listen to this, like, and, and maybe are intimidated by this episode or, or what we're talking about, like, um, I, I guess I revert back to Jordan Peterson again, like compare yourself to yesterday, um, not to who someone else is today. And um, it's really important because I, I, I do this sometimes. I don't know if you do it. But it's like you just might tend to compare yourself or, or you get overly critical of yourself because the more, I guess, accountable you become, the harder you can be on yourself. Um, and that's a that's a whole different um, problem in itself. Um, but I want to talk about, I guess, maybe lastly, but maybe there's one other thing I want to talk about. But um, I guess for someone who maybe knows all this stuff, someone who's already been like, they're just kind of an angry person because this world is, is crazy. Like, what are some of the things you're using the tools with your clients and, and yourself personally to cope with some of these truths um, and to, yeah, deal with it in a positive way? Um, continue to shed light, um, maybe not suppress it, but in a way where it's sustainable, where like, because like you said, this is going to be going on for a little bit. We wish it would end tomorrow, uh, but it's going to take a little bit of work. Um, so I guess what tools, resources, are you using with your clients um, to sort of like cope with these mega truths, especially people that are just hearing this now? They're like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah, well, if, you, if you're new to it, right, the first thing is just to be easy with yourself and take it slowly, you know, realize that the world, this isn't up to you. I feel like, you know, the creator of creation is doing this for whatever reason. We needed to wait. I knew about this stuff 15 years ago. Nobody gave a shit. I have been talking about this shit 
for years. None of my friends, no one in my travels, it really be rare to anyone to give a shit about all the horrible stuff that I knew was happening on our planet. So this is a great awakening and just give that bigger problem to the creator or God. You know what I mean? All these these bigger issues that you're you're um, digesting, just give it to the creator because mm. like these things are horrible. When you know what's going on, you, you're going to want to cry and you're going to want to scream and do all these different things and you know do what's necessary because that's going to be you evolving into you know taking your own responsibility for you know, being asleep and where you were accountable for maybe causing harm and not waking up. And now this is your um, opportunity to grow up. So just be really easy and kind on, uh, to yourself, develop a spiritual practice, whatever that is for you, um, you know, so that you're growing in that way. Take care of your body uh, is really important right now, making sure you're getting exercise and clean and food and water. And all if, if at this point, and all you can do is persevere, that's okay too. Um, just ask to be guided and to be led and, and um, supported. So if you're not in the full functioning mode, that's okay too. Um, but there's going to be an opportunity on the other side, whether it's six months, a year, or two years, or three years. You know, if you're if you're moving in that direction, you're going to be you're going to be supported and you're going to find a solution. And it's going to be wonderful. And maybe you know, like it's like. I used to go to these festivals where I go to Burning Man and all these different ones. And, you know, I found that people were really spiritual and everything was perfect when their makeup was perfect and the songs were on and they were super spiritual and they were shamans and they're, you know, all this kind of stuff. But when shit went sideways, they forgot how to be nice. They forgot how to be kind. They forgot the basics of the spiritual teachings. And I just mm. always found that really, really funny. And so I feel like this is a litmus test for everybody to say, you know what, I was able to endure this. I was able to, um, you know, maintain my own spiritual integrity with my own knowledge we're learning how to trust ourselves and the creator right so it's like oh well if i don't get the shot then i won't keep my job well so you don't think there's any other way to make a living that you have to bend mm -hmm. the knee to something you know was wrong um to go get make money you can make that choice um and then you can make that choice again and again and again and again because that's what's going to happen um or you can choose to say okay you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bend the knee because i know in my heart and my soul that uh, it's wrong and uh, I'm willing to do what it takes. And so, you know, that's, it. we're all going to have that choice. And so I feel like the more of us that can maintain that integrity, we're going to end up meeting those other people to create really wonderful solutions and know that they were able to pass a litmus test too. And it's not even a judgment for those who maybe took a shot or took six, you know, we don't care. Hopefully at that time, if it is harmful, we'll figure out a solution for you. Right. But uh, mm. we're not going to be bending the knee to your nonsense if that's what you'd like to bring in. If you're like, oh, wow, I was wrong. After the 20th shot, I figured out that this was not going the right way. It's like, welcome. Come on in. Here's some hot soup. You know what I mean? It's like, right. But yeah. if you're shouting at us that we need to do this, like, no, no, we're, we're willing to go over here and not participate with you at all. Go ahead and have all this bull crap that you want. Uh, we're not going to participate in that. We're going to keep our uh, own integrity intact. And I think that's where the energy is going to go. And that's where we're really going to find these solutions and we're going to find community and we're going to find peace. So um, it's going to be challenging times, but I just, you know, recommend that people persevere, mm. find a spiritual practice, um, take it nice and easy, you know, be kind on yourself, but know that you're supported. And I like the idea that like, if we are created by a creator and if you have a dog or, you, you know, I have a daughter now and I know how much I love her. And so, you know, if you don't have a, a son or a daughter, you might have a dog, but you know, that unconditional love, I think that the, that's what the creator has for us is this unconditional love, but we need mm. to go through these uh, learnings and hardships. We have to be in the mystery to make a free will choice. If we knew it would work mm. out like, Oh, um, okay, well, I'm not going to get this job because I'm going to get a better job around the corner. And we knew that we could go do that. But if we didn't know, we'd have to have faith 
in the creator in ourselves. And we would then have a free mm-hmm. will choice to see how strong we are, to see what we're capable of, to see who we truly are. Because if we knew the answer, we wouldn't know who we truly are. We get the opportunity to know who we truly are through these challenging choices. And I think that that's what all of us have to go through. So, uh, you know, it might not be the easiest of times, but just to know that we will get to the other side of this and, and there will be better times for sure. Hey, hard times make strong men, right? I mean, that's, uh, that's, and if you look at every trauma like you've been through, and I look at all the traumas I've been through, and it took a while to like realize this, but shit, you get a lot stronger, you get a lot smarter, and you get harder to fool. So, like, if there's anything to, to be appreciative, I know that's like, that's like a stoic way of looking at things, right? It's like you're appreciative for your traumas and for your difficulties because it's making you and your family stronger. Um, but I think, yeah, you mentioned a great thing, like just being rooted in belief um, that we will get through this. I think at the end of the day, like that's always kind of like where you have to come back to. If you don't believe it, then maybe that's a sign that you're not as confident in yourself that you can protect yourself and your family, whatever it may be. Right. Because I think I could I could feel your confidence. And, and obviously I'm not in the same situation. I can't I don't have the same stressors as you can as a much worse situation. But um, I don't know. I just feel like if you've made it this far in terms of like self-reliance, like gonna get through this. It's, it's like gonna be a shit show at times, but like have a sense of humor about it if possible, right? Like, I mean, they're still canceling shit here in Chicago and it's like, it's a bummer, but it's not nearly as bad as um, other places, but it, it still makes its way through. But um, you gotta have sort of that confidence that we're gonna get through this. Um, I did wanna touch on one point real quick. Um, Cause you, you know, obviously you're a high risk athlete you know you have the zen athlete and, and and maybe maybe we won't be able to touch on it today maybe it's a future conversation but um you're obviously been around high risk sports for a long time and i think there's something really cool about that because i'm like the opposite i played you know standard on the ground sports um you know <laughs> soccer basketball baseball and i loved them um, i love them a lot i ended up with soccer uh, i did rock climbing recently um it's really funny my first rock climbing experience was in yosemite <laughs> so and I, I think I have a fear of heights too. I found out um, that was insane, but I did it. Um, amazing experience. But anyways, there's this funny like correlation to obviously I, I, and I'm sure you wear this like risk, right. And what we're seeing right now with the fear and we know the survival rate yet the fear is so high. We know part of that's just a lot of manipulation and stuff. Um, but I even know some spiritual people who do like high risk stuff and they are very like, you know, scared of this and they're very, it's just, it, to me, it's so bizarre, right? It's like, whoa, because like, you know what? I think of spirituality, I think of a higher consciousness, which equates to like, you are more sensitive to evils and ma- manipulation, not always, right? Um, so I guess it takes me to like, is this a masculine feminine energy thing? So someone with more masculine energy, like they're going to be harder to fool or you think they'd be harder to, you know, maybe break down um, or, 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 yeah, take advantage of because they have that like sense of truth and, um that nature, the masculine way. Um, so I guess, you know, what's your thoughts on, on maybe some people that maybe, you know, that are like, they have this spirituality and they've, they've like, they have this high risk thing, which you think would be a recipe for someone who's like, stay out of my life. I want to go, you know, jump off, <laughs> you know, go hella skiing and do all this stuff. So what's your perspective on people who are like not awakening to what's going on, but they have this high spirituality. They, they participate in high risk. It's confusing to me. Yeah, you know, from the beginning, like it's been very confusing to see how many people um, have said nothing or or drank the Kool-Aid or, um, you know, even found out some people recently in my life that I really respected um, went ahead and and did it. And so, you know, kind of 
loses their credibility. You know, the Dalai Lama just come out and say, you know, get vaccinated. And when you're in the spirituality community, um, you know, like Deepak Chopra, you realize is kind of a, a goofball and not as not as cool as people, you know, think it, you kind of get disheartened, right? It's like, there's some sort of quote about, you know, pray you never meet your heroes or something like that. And, you know, I have witnessed that in the spiritual community. You think people are one thing and then they're, they're not, you know what I mean? They don't, they don't really have that integrity. Mm. And, um, so I feel like it's just, uh, it's just an individual thing, you know, it's to try not to cast judgment on them, but it also mm. says, okay, well, if, you know, I've had these holistic people like, oh yeah, I'm a holistic this and that. And, you know, I got doubled as like, well, obviously you're not holistic. You're not very good at what you do. <laughs> you know, It's like, cause it wasn't that hard to figure out. It's all public data. You know what I mean? Did you read the animal trials and decide that because they failed, you wanted to go do them? Was it the fact that this is experimental gene therapy and the survival rate was insanely high that you wanted to go jab yourself with this thing, mm. right? Or so, so, you know, the, the psychological manipulations and the tools and the tactics, they're very advanced. And, um, you know, people can fall for it in many different ways. And the social pressure that friends and family and work, there's just there every single angle that can be played has been played. So I just give them, you know, try to give them love and compassion and, and let them make their own choices and not judge them. And, but it also makes me aware that uh, their opinion uh, doesn't, you know, rule as high, you know what I mean? Either they were compromised mm-hmm. or they're, um, you don't have the integrity that I wished, right? A lot of people didn't speak out on this because they didn't want to lose their platforms, massive, massive platforms like Joe Rogan, you know, for him, he's not a guy who's in the spirituality self-help so he, you know, I can't really blame him, but I wish he would have had like Peter McCullough and those other people on before, because he's smart enough to yeah. know what's going on. But he also has the influence where he needs to be careful for his family because people get shot for this. You know what I mean? This isn't a game. Like yeah. you know, the doctors and stuff, like people, you die for this. And so this is this mm-hmm. is not child's play. So I can understand why you know people have kind of remained silent. But a lot of them just did it because they want the money and they don't want to. Oh, I don't want to rustle feathers. Well, if someone's breaking into your house, you know, with a gun, is going to harm your family. You don't like try to you know middle. Oh, you know, I respect your opinion. You want to break in and and take all my stuff because you don't have any. No, there's there's a firm no, and that's kind of why this has gotten so far is because people haven't stood up for a, with a firm no. And uh, again, taking the accountability to know with their own research. Cause when you do it, it's, it's a clear answer. It's not opinion mm-hmm. based. It's not my opinion. It is, it's, it's where all the evidence and data and uh, money and every other thing you can think it just points in one very clear way. So um, yeah, just giving them love and compassion and then just, you know, honoring your own journey and what you're going to do. Cause I think it's a, it's an individual spiritual journey life, you know, and, and we evolve through this and, and we have to answer to ourselves and the creator. And that's that. Yeah. I, I think money and materialism definitely um, <clears throat> clouds some things for sure. And status, you know, um, I had this really interesting thing. I, I follow these like comedian podcasters and um you know, one of the, one of the podcasters had been found out that he, I don't know if he was even charged guilty with something, but he, he did, he did something and he went to court or whatever. And, um, his so-called, you know, best friends, um, made a podcast and talked about it. You know, on the one hand, it's like from, from this like podcast business perspective, like, oh, this is juicy content. Right. And then on the other hand, you're like, you should never talk about your friend and his personal shit going on without having a conversation with him of high integrity and, you know, like being there for your friend. Um, and so, yeah, I know you got to run in a second here, but yeah, it's, um, it's some interesting stuff going on. And I think, um, 
you know, there's, there's a lot, to, a lot to take from this podcast um, and a lot to um, unwrap and un- unravel. So real quickly, Matthew, give us kind of like where people can find you and, and um, you know, where, you know, where people find you, your work and, and everything. Yeah, well, thanks again for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. And, and if you disagree with me, that's okay. Um, but just take the accountability to do your own research. So you're firm on what you can stand on. You can argue the points. You have a firm understanding. Um, if they want to find out more about me, go to mattbelair.com. There's you know over 500 episodes of the show. Most of them are geared around how to design your life, peak performance, you know, mindset, spirituality, some of the stuff on our current events, just so people can be aware. Because you know, if you know there's a threat, like, and you understand how it works, then you can uh, avoid the harm. And uh, there's the Choose Freedom Law Summit. If you're you know that you're being coerced, because they can't do that. Everyone who's gone through and they've gone through the paperwork I've given them have kept their jobs and. Um, are totally fine because what they're doing is illegal, unlawful, immoral, and unethical. And so, you know, you got to know who you are under the creator. And um, I'll just leave it with, uh, you know, the best spiritual teaching I ever heard was from my friend, David Lone Bear. He was a native American elder. And he said, do three kind acts today, go out of your way to do it and don't tell anyone. And so, you know, with all this stuff, what's going mm. on, just have a little bit more love and kindness and compassion for yourself, more love and kindness, and compassion for your fellow man, exercise the formula for truth. It's not about being right or wrong. It's about um, learning information and ha- finding understanding in someone else's point of view. And when we recognize the truth, and that's the big pill, a lot of people may need to swallow. When we know the truth, we can all work towards the solution, but we need to know, you know, if we're standing on the truth or we're standing on manipulation and that is going to come down to self-responsibility and accountability yeah well hey i appreciate you coming on and, and sharing this truth and uh being kind of a warrior in this and also yeah obviously everything going on in canada you know skip sending you the best energy possible to get through it and um hopefully we can get this get through this sooner than later <laughs> that'd be great yeah i'm going down to your reddest state possible i need some of that uh good old american yeah food. Get out to Miami, baby. That's where I'm going. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I was talking to somebody who's on a different podcast or from Ohio, and they're like, Yeah, my neighbor has a Gatling gun. I'm like, I'm going to go with that place. Because Canada, they're putting like money into concentration camps and shit. I'm like, I'd rather oh. have a Gatling gun and grenades at this point and like a couple fruits and vegetables and a goat. You know what I mean? I'll just sit there for 10 years. I am fine with that after what I've been through. So, yeah, uh, I'm trying to remain optimistic and, yeah, stay free down there. But, the, you know, there is a truth. So go find it. Man, I, I believe it's there for you. Manifest it, man. It's there for you. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that day. So <laughs> appreciate you, brother. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thanks, man. Peace. See you later.